This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. One of the things that I've talked about on a semi-regular basis is the massive, massive shift going on in communications. If you think back 200 years ago or so, 250 years ago, how long ago was the printing press invented? The printing press was revolutionary in terms of mass communications. That was the beginning of mass communications because prior to that, Things had to be handwritten. There was a job. It was called scribe. They just sat there and and wrote. Uh, There's crazy stories, uh, monks writing massive religious texts, and uh, it goes on and on. Books were written by hand, by scribes. Uh, Architectural plans, engineering plans, all these things were, were done by hand. But it was the printing press that allowed for the uh, ability to mass produce communications, to mass communicate. When you think about how extraordinary that was, I mean, arguably the printing press is what has allowed the modern era to even take place. It is what has allowed information to be shared. It was the beginning of it. It was what has allowed uh, learning and knowledge to be shared on a mass scale. Fascinating when you think about it. It was. It, it brought truth. It brought um, power to many the hands of many people. Why do you think there was you know efforts to ban books and why there's such a sensitivity to that? Because books provided so much power to plain, ordinary people could read the books of famous people and doctors and replicate their their efforts, all these inventors, you name it, and, and replicate the same things that they had done. Some people find this a little bit scary. But that was the printing press to create books that had to be boxed up and uh, carted around in, in horse and carriage, and they were heavy and you know, expensive, and you were limited, really. Uh, so then that we got libraries then became a, a thing because of that. Crazy, really, right? The community library, huge to sharing knowledge and information that is so powerful. When you look at where we are today, the access to that information has become so broad and so free and so available in the palm of your hand that it's almost become worthless as a result, certainly affecting uh, the ability of new ideas and new material because uh, things just get stolen, ripped off. Elon Musk has, has taken a unique approach to this. I think to be followed, that's a topic for another day. Not really why I'm bringing it up right now. But now you have an era where some guy in a basement, just a guy with a podcast, that's what they say about Steve Bannon, just some guy with a podcast, saying this on like MSNBC or whatever, 
Like, well, some guy with a podcast got you guys kind of upset, huh? It's not the guy with the podcast that's threatening. It's the audience. <laughs> it's more specifically that there's people listening, right? I'm just a guy with a podcast. And, and I'm a, an example of what I'm talking about. That in this new era, that whether it's YouTube with video or Twitter video or uh, podcasting, that the barriers to entry have been almost completely wiped away. And then you had this issue that brought problems and you had this era of uh, censorship and efforts to uh, put a stop to all this. But the fact that, that Tucker Carlson on his own, and this has happened many times, by the way, look at Megyn Kelly, look at Bill O'Reilly, uh, look at uh, Glenn Beck. These are all Fox News people that got tossed. Look at how they look at the pattern of that, by the way, in terms of the conser- level of conservatism to where Fox News has been. I, this is why I'm shocked that people still watch it. Tucker Carlson, um, you know, being one of the last real conservative, I shouldn't say that, Jesse Waters, I guess. He'll be out of there soon enough. He won't be around long. But all these people went and did the same thing. They had big uh, followings that they gained on Fox News through the exposure they had on Fox News. And they took those audiences. Bill O'Reilly does a uh, subscription-based uh podcast you got to pay for it i'm not sure what megan kelly shtick is there i haven't uh, listened to it uh glenn beck he still does radio went back to radio he's got a big syndicated network as well as his own uh, podcast and i guess they do ads on it is the model there i don't know if beck has any uh paid yeah blaze tv i forgot so he's doing a, a subscription model as well a hybrid model. Interesting, right? Um, <clears throat> but it, there's been a huge shift in, generally speaking, how conservative these minds and speakers were and the shift in that. Uh, arguably, uh, Tucker Carlson, he had a, um, a big following. And an interesting story, by the way. But let me just give you a, a couple, of, just to tell you, uh, so that's kind of the, the history as I see it, that you've gone from... Um, there was no ability to mass communicate. That problem was solved through the printing press, which brought on the book, the, the book and libraries, which allowed the sharing of, of knowledge and information to the general population, which is really what created the modern era when you think about it. That was the basis of it. Now, with the Internet, um, this massive centralized control of the information but also information is just so widely available, um, it, it's kind of Disneying, and there's just so much of it. Uh, so you, two issues with that, the centralized control <clears throat> and the amount of the information. I mean, you'll, you'll do, there's certain Google searches that will turn up you know, millions of, of results on it. How do you possibly sift through that? Well, they're going to help you with that, too. They're going to let AI do it for you. And don't think that those results won't be skewed in a certain direction. And then you, you listen to what's going on as far as the, you know, we're going through a, a, a cataclysmic shift because there's so much chaos. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday. Biden was at Howard University speaking at a graduation saying that white supremacy is uh, the most dangerous terror threat right now. Meanwhile, a wild brawl 
broke out at a Democratic endorsing convention in Minnesota. I said Chicago. It was Minnesota. Black Muslims in the photograph, while Joe Biden is saying that white supremacy is the most dangerous terror organization. It gives you an idea of of how contradictory news headlines can be. Here's another fascinating um, development in this whole saga. Uh, Radio. When did radio become available? I, I think the printing press was first. Pretty sure. So then you had broadcasting came around, right? Radio, that was another big thing. Wildly influential in, in getting messages and information out. Then, of course, the TV. And now it's all digital, all internet. Everything's going that way. AM radio, I just got this. AM radio being removed from many cars. Wow. Let me tell you, um, the drive time AM radio is the only thing that's left in that market. There's, there's, a, you know, there's a few old men that still listen to AM radio out in the garage. Uh, and the only reason I know that is because I know a few of them. And that's about it. That audience has compl- – you know, nobody under the age of 40 is listening to AM radio. No way. It is dying. Being removed from cars and the next step will be the radios will be gone completely. Another interesting phenomena, just to tell you how tumultuous things could have gotten, and I could talk about this headline for a whole podcast in itself, meteorologists targeted in climate misinfo surge. The reality of what is going on is that the meteorologists are all in on the mainstream man-made climate change myth and and the zero-carbon lie. They have to be. You can't work in in weather these days and, and not go along with that. And nobody even really knows what they're going along with. The point is you don't question the official version. That is the message. Believe what you want. Don't question the official version. It's lunacy that for a meteorologist predicting the weather. So then if you if you dig into this story, I want to talk about it for just a second only because it's kind of entertaining really. That the, the, the claiming that these meteorologists are getting harassed and threatened and I believe it. People have gotten so angry and bitter and fed up. I'm not surprised. But anyway, they're, they're saying that these, these, these crazy white conspiracies, they didn't say that. I'm adding that for effect. They have to be white, you know. <laughs> Black people don't complain about the weather, man. This is just the angry white supremacist like Joe Biden. Who is he kidding? He's like the picture of white supremacy. Some old white guy, some angry old white man, yeah, tell me. <laughs> yeah, okay, Joe. He's over there coughing up dust, preaching to me about white supremacy. Anyway, meteorologists, targets, so they're, say, you know, they're saying and the conspiracy theorists are accusing them of faking the weather and this and that. Guys, I, listen, I guess I'm falling victim to it. You know, maybe I'm just uh, falling into full-blown conspiracy theorists, but I kid you not, 
I saw that a tornado watch caused the, they had to cancel Trump's uh, visit to Des Moines, I believe it was. And number one, I had to go and check the weather forecast out there, my dog on self, because I didn't believe the report. And I thought, I, I think it might have been bogus. I, I don't know. I, I didn't get a chance to really dig into it. But I didn't, I didn't immediately believe the claim. <laughs> and I've talked about the, the, the weather uh, reporting, um, not really from a, a conspiracy angle at all, but how people will draw such false conclusions about what's going on with the weather. I've, you've heard me say, I'm like, did you go outside and look? They're like, oh, big storm coming. No, there's not. It's 80 degrees. This happened this year. In January, it was like 70 here. When it's 70 degrees out, even if it did start snowing like hell, it's not going to accumulate. There's so much. Does people not even understand this anymore? Does anybody know what heat sinking means anymore? No, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you that, that what 99 genders there are, but they can't tell you what heat sinking is. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Why do I bring it up? Because the way the weather's being reported, people aren't getting them. I, you know, I don't know if you blame the weather or the people or both, <laughs> but there's a little to this. And I'm not saying you take it out in the form of, angry, threatening emails to the weather guy. <laughs> Just get a, come up with your own weather uh, solution and move on. Which, by the way, uh, is it the Na- National Weather Service? Um, hold on, I'll give it to you here. I, this is important to know. You really should know the weather, for God's sake. Come on, where are we at here? Uh, forecast.weather.gov. Put in your zip code. And I'm going to tell you, you can, and I use the uh, hourly weather forecast chart. It'll tell you the wind, the precipitation. Um, it'll sometimes be off uh, two to four hours. Um, but other than that, it's about that accurate. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, it does kind of funny in some ways, really, the way this is being reported and what's going on. I don't know. Maybe I just have a morbid fascination with these things. The bottom line is, what can you trust in terms of news, you tell me? It's all biased. It's all highly coordinated and even highly censored at this point. Isn't any of that concerning? How about extremely damn concerning? And and is it not an issue for voters? I want to play you this. Uh, i got to tell you. I don't consider myself a, a Tucker Carlson fan. Um, it's not that I don't uh, like him or his reporting or anything like that. I just, for some reason, never really, I, I don't trust cable news. You could start there for all the reasons he's saying. Uh, but let me play this. It's pretty good. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies. But most of the time, that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times. So... As you know, Tucker was uh, fired from Fox News. I thought I heard some rumors going around that him doing this is also in effect he's going to be walking away from some some payout or potentially get himself in legal trouble or both. I'm not sure. Um, but he's decided to come out with this video. In the literal sense, it could pass one of the media. Now he's you know saying the same as me. That, hey, you know, how do you say this is the truth? Listen to what he has to say about it. His own fact checks 
lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. So he's going to give you a little example now of these lies of the most insidious kind. And listen to what he's saying. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. Well, he's going to give you an example. Let's listen to his example. I'm going to give you my example. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters, every day of the week, every week of the year. So it's an interesting little analogy. I don't want to play the whole clip because I don't want to uh, plagiarize Tucker Carlson, but I do have the link in the show notes. You can check it out for yourself. It's been viewed uh, something like 125 million times. Uh, so don't tell me people aren't taking notice of this and what he has to say. And he, he starts off there, he's saying, hey, you know, the media is openly misleading. <clears throat> he goes on to say, even more profoundly in this video, basically as a broadcaster, you either go along with it or you're out. You don't question. And, and it's just like I said with the climate change. It's man-made, and the answer to that is zero carbon, and we must do it. It's not a question. Don't, don't ask any questions. Don't offer any input. It's man-made, zero carbon. That's all you need to know. You say, well, what about natural carbon? <laughs> don't even bring it up. This is absolute lunacy to think that in any free society this would be going on. Right? He's sitting there telling you what I've said. These people are just uh, talking heads. They really are. Uh, Glenn Beck, uh, he does a lot of uh, in-depth reporting as well. Another uh, brilliant mind on many levels. Glenn Beck also does some goofy things, the whole Bitcoin thing. I could go on with that. Um, and Glenn Beck can get a little, a little strange with the religious aspect of things as well, in my opinion. Tucker Carlson, he's another guy with strange hair. And I know people laugh at me when I say that. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't hang around with anybody that has hair like Tucker Carlson. Like, I wouldn't even know where you'd go to get a haircut like that. I kid you not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't get a haircut like that where I go to get a haircut. <laughs> I'm not just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure if I walked into my, my barber, the guy who cut my hair, he was a semi-pro boxer in um, uh, one of the southern, uh, South American Brazil, maybe. <laughs> he ain't cutting hair like that, I'll tell you that. And so you want to say, well, this guy's he's appealing to the, 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 the 60 and over crowd, the, the old white conservatives. I know you're not allowed to talk like that, but that's the bitter reality. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's great. Tucker's got it wrapped up. You know, speak it, Tuck. <laughs> um, but nobody's appealing to the younger younger generation. And and part of it is this, is this video. Younger people don't talk like this. How would a younger person say this? 
We're excited to be launching on Twitter. This new platform is going to give us a freedom that we didn't have on cable news, that we're going to reach more people. Where's the excitement? Where's the positivity? Didn't really get that. He's like, so here I am on Twitter. So I'm going to do it here where I can actually speak openly, even if nobody watches or listens. He didn't say that. But there is two sides to that. It did get a lot of views. I I think there's a chance this could do really well. We'll see where it goes. He says he's back. Saying you're back and being back are two different things. We'll see what he does. But my point, I'm making a couple of points here. One, he's coming right out and telling you that you're being lied to. Oh, let me talk about that a second. You know, he's using this example. Well, if this guy gets arrested, we say he's framed. There's an accusation he was framed. But I don't tell you that he was arrested 40 times before. I'm not giving you context. I want to go back to the example I used just yesterday on the, the fake gun control movement. They want you to believe that it's popular. the popular decision is for more gun laws, and it's a lie. And the media reporting that story made it seem like, and they went along and added to the theatrics. You see this crowd in the photograph. The crowd is a crowd of reporters around like three, quote, protesters who were piped in on the train. They didn't even go anywhere. They only just came in to the train stop, did an interview, and left. Right? And you think, and, and people are being led to believe that these are like the local neighborhood people that are, Standing up to demand this or demand that. And it's a lie. These are disruptors, paid disruptors. How is this allowed to go on? Why is it at the very least not being exposed in broader detail? The level of deception in the media is far and wide. And as I suggested to you many times in the past, and you say, this is a bad times. There's some rough, rough seas ahead, no doubt. Tucker getting fired, fracture in the media, frustration at CNN. We'll get to that in a second. But look at what's happening. That struggle is giving birth to something new. And that something new is more authentic and more truthful than what it's replacing. And that's a good thing. God is good, right? Fox News, they say, is doomed from this whole thing. AM radio is done. Cable news is on its way out. I think all the cable, major cable networks are on their way out. The advertisers just can't do it. You can't advertise with this political rhetoric anymore because it's just gotten too contentious. And you're, you're alien. very few people uh, can, can afford to, uh, to, to do that and get away with it. Um. Fox News, I, I do believe, is doomed, uh, and this is this has happened many cycles. Though that you know they're going to continue to evolve. How long is it going to last? I give I, I'll give cable news another ten years. Will it ever come back? I don't know. It's a weird thing to me. TV. I actually, uh, when I woke up this morning, I wanted to watch a little TV for some reason. I thought, you know, we used to watch TV. We don't want to watch any TV anymore at all. <clears throat> and I prefer it. It's just a weird thing, I guess, growing up with it. And then all of a sudden, it's just not watching it at all anymore. Like you would just have it on in the background. We don't even do that anymore. Kind of strange. I don't know. Uh, here's, so here's another indication of how bizarre the media is. 
this uh, Trump town hall. And what are you hearing about it? Well, uh, you're hearing that the CNN staff is all angry and butthurt because they let Trump on there. Who cares? Why does anybody care about that? I guess maybe the the, uh, sympathetic liberals, oh, I I couldn't imagine having to deal with Trump coming into my place of work and having to sit there and put up with that. (laughs) Hey, I can totally relate because I couldn't imagine if it was Obama. I really couldn't. Imagine him coming. I think I would. would, No, actually, I would be thrilled to sit down and talk to him. Seriously. When I w- here's some of my questions. When did you make the book deal? When was that deal inked? <laughs> How much of the money have you spent so far? Um, there, there's a ton of things I'd like to talk to him about. Um, is is there any way we could verify the the Michael Michelle thing <laughs> without getting too too close and personal? <laughs> I hate to ask, but listeners really want to know. <laughs> uh, um, I'm falling victim to this nonsense myself. Here, here I am from the peanut gallery. You're welcome. Trying to set myself apart as being, you know, a little a little above the, the average. Uh, but I keep sucking myself right back down. You're welcome. Anyway, so CNN staff all butthurt. Who cares? And then, so they bring them on. And, and I, didn't, I like saw a clip or two here or there. And they're like, are you ready to admit that you lost in 2020? And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Why will you not? And these are the people that were like, we need to move on from the election. We need to just move on. Well, are we moving on or not? And like, they're going to, they keep bringing it to go. He's not ready to move on. And he, and like, and he was talking about January 6th. And he's going to pardon people. Mm-hmm, not on my watch. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. I don't know if he's going to get elected or not. I got to tell you, all the support seems behind Trump at this point. Uh, wait till I get to the economy. Hold on a second. You'll be begging for Trump back. Let me see. When am I talking about the economy? I actually have a, a nicely mapped out plan here for, for a change. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> so tomorrow. Th- then you're going to be seeing why we need Trump back. It's unbelievable, really. Um, anyway, uh, they bring Trump on. All you hear about is the angry, upset, the hate has no home here staff and that they hate Trump so badly that they can't be around them. Uh, it's very confusing, I know. You wouldn't understand it. I certainly don't. Uh, but luckily over at CNN, some of the brightest minds in the world are there to cover it for us. And uh, so they were upset and they couldn't get, they, try, they pressed Trump hard on January 6th. And he just revealed his true colors. And then they pressed him on this uh, sexual assault lawsuit. And here's the problem, okay? And as much as the the whiny crybaby doesn't work for Tucker, it doesn't work for CNN either. Nobody cares about this crap. Yeah, you've got some of the diehard Trump haters, but I'm hearing even from more and more people that they're just tired of it. And here's CNN going to go 2.0, bashing Trump. Of course, they have to. You watch, MSNBC will even bring back Man Cow. Her whole career was built on bashing Trump. If it weren't for Trump, there would be no Man Cow. It's just a goofy thing. You watch, mark my words, and she'll come back. This is a solemn day. It's this hard for me to do. 
But when I went home and I prayed to my Buddha God, I knew that I had to do it for you. Somebody has to tell you the lies that this man is bringing. And nobody cares. You know what I want to care? All I wanted to know, I was actually waiting to hear a little blip. All I wanted to know, I was ready to tune in. All I wanted to know is, did Trump say anything about what his economic plan is? That's all I wanted to know. And maybe a close second, how he's going to end the, end the war in Ukraine. Good luck finding anything about that. A border discussion? Nah. Crime and safety? Nah. Safety in schools? Nope. Nope. So you tell me what the problem is, that it's the people, it's the white supremacists. I'm going to say the problem is with the media and the political establishment. Am I wrong about that? That this is, the whole thing has become a Jerry Springer show from top to bottom. It ain't my baby. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know it's your baby. <laughs> I could probably... I could be a great liberal, and I could do Jerry Springer. I could do all the characters myself. <laughs> oh, it's, it's that's just that over and over. I could do Howard's. I could do a Howard Stern Jerry Springer hybrid. I'd have ten million listeners a minute. That's my baby. That ain't your baby. There you go. That's what the average American wants to hear. Sprinkle in a little sports, and boom, you got it, baby. Millions of people lined up. Hey, the country's getting flushed down the toilet. I don't really have time for that. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I, I digressed for a moment there. Um, <laughs> so here, this just tells you how stupid the news is. Uh, the New York Times is claiming that the Biden family enrichment scheme actually uh, exonerates Biden. And then this uh, New York Post article, so the CIA solicited signatures for the uh, letter suggesting that the Hunter Biden laptop story was a conspiracy theory. The bottom line is that it's, it's all fake. It's all a lie. And there's going to be more lies and fakery. There's a great video here. You can watch it um, from BitChute. Who was right? Journalist versus conspiracy theorist. Hunter's laptop, vaccines are harmful, pandemic, the lockdowns, ivermectin works, HCQ works, useless face masks, Twitter censorship, Epstein's sex island, Ukraine biolabs, child trafficking, Russia gate, and the fake steel dossier. All proven, but you never see that really discussed. Here it is right here, the New York Post. You know, they're a credible publication. You may not agree if you're a liberal, but they are credible. The FBI knew Russiagate was a lie, but hid that truth. So here, even the New York, you want to talk about lies by omission? I I said this, I reported this. It's the understatement of the century that the FBI knew Russiagate was a lie. The FBI participated in the Russiagate scam. They were paying money. I don't know if it was to steal, but they also contributed money to the firm for this whole dossier. Taxpayer money. I made this argument. I did a whole big podcast on it. 
still concealed and hidden, even by the most conservative outlets that are exposing any bit of truth, still not uncovering the full depths of the story. And I would say the same about Tucker Carlson. I applaud him for what he's doing, but it's still the most softball uh, very unrevealing what he's saying. Well, they don't tell you. Oh, it's far worse than that. When they're piping in paid actors in into train stops uh, in New York City to put on these uh, fake protests where there's nothing but reporters there. That's a lot more. That's not lying by omission. That's a whole fake scene. So all that to say, you can't trust the, the conservative outlets either. Anyway. All this stuff. I was talking to my wife. We're having a little breakfast for Mother's Day. Went out for a nice dinner. My daughter got her a nice little gift. And uh, she made her this uh, in Google Slides, this little presentation. It was pretty cool. Anyway, we were talking, and I said something. Oh, I was playing this video about an explosion in Ukraine. You won't hear about this. Did you hear that, that a massive ammo dump was destroyed by Russia? Um and uh, Russia's claiming that the shooting of their missile by a patriot is a lie. Uh, and why, why is any of this being reported or openly reported, right? So I'm playing this video. It was interesting about this explosion, by the way, the reaction of my daughter and wife. Very alarmed. Maybe that's why the media can't put the truth out there. Because it's scary as hell what's really going on. People can't handle it. Anyway, my wife says, is that still going on? I said, is what's still going on? She said, Ukraine. I kid you not. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> She's like, hey, well, she goes, the only reason I say that, she goes, you know, there used to be all these signs up. I stand with Ukraine. She's like, I don't really see anything anymore. This is the modern era. Fakery from top to bottom, including people's support. I stand with Ukraine until the bitter end. Tomorrow. What's Ukraine? <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's a weird time, but it's a fascinating time. And I think we're beginning to crack the code. The truth is coming out a little bit from from Tucker, a little bit here, a little bit there. We're all doing our part, doing the best we can. Just remember, good always prevails. We'll never give up the hope. God willing, I hope to be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there in the meantime. Make it a great day.